recent episode of t-shirt joe's fast custom podcast sponsored by dwn productions here at boygob.com joe one heck of a week how about yours yeah it's uh it was you know i'm busy but that doesn't mean i got any money so head on over to fast Customshirts.com because if ever there was a time that you should treat yourself to a shirt, it is now. And hey, you've been good all week, right? And uh, you deserve something a little special. So just go through, grab a couple, you know? After that, head on over to dwnproductions.net and maybe you have, well, maybe time's already elapsed because Tom did some restructuring to the website. And that mask that you uh, were waiting to press that button on may be gone by now. Maybe gone. Two people already hit me up about the same mask that I took off just a couple hours ago. Yeah. I was like, ah. I said I was updating the site. I was doing my best. But, you know, once you get in there, you get in the weeds. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this has been up for a minute. We can probably in it feels like uh god damn my hand and my wrist are fucked just from doing the mouse yeah shit and having to like cut everything out sure it's the magnetic tool but it's a 20 year old computer on a 20 year old version of photoshop so it's not as fluid as it could be and Oh, just sitting for hours and hours on that chair. Holy shit. Like, my fucking wrist and hand are fucked. Yesterday, like, this shit was, like, crippling over just from holding that fucking mouse, and I couldn't do anything about it. Literally, all weekend, all I was doing is just refuculating the website. 
I had to make, oh, I don't know, 50, 60 new images. Uh, <laughs> take pictures of shit and go in and do all the new coding and all the shopping cart shit. And it's a pain in the ass, but you know, everything's purple and orange now, except for the uh, individual mask pages that I forgot to do. And I'm not going to go back into. I don't have the time. My wrist is blown out. I got two more weeks till I got to get on the road. And there's a lot to fucking get done. But uh, I think it looks better now. So head on over to dwnproductions.com. What? Yep, I finally bought it back. But fuck that shit. Head on over to .net because that's the real shit, and I'm not going to promote the .com. Besides this, because fuck that shit. .net. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, head on over there, folks. Head on over there. Uh, Tom, I worked uh in the shop for on Saturday yesterday, which is the first time I'd done so in a while, but. As you mentioned, there's a lot of shit that needs to get done. I am also headed out in two weeks, uh, not for as long an excursion as yours, but still, there's shit to get done. Uh, I've got one more pile of shit to sort through to so, so I can see if there's any receipts or anything in there that I can uh, get as many deductions as I can, my friend, as many as I can. Oh, shit, Juan might have some stuff in here. I gotta get with him tomorrow. Uh, yeah, and uh, one of my goals for this year was to to get off my ass and do more art stuff. So yeah, I finally started uh, a new metal design. You know, drawing some shit up. But uh, because I can't make anything easier on myself, I started three new designs at once, and I'm just hopping back and forth. But oh, let me draw this part and yeah fuck it go to the other one let me draw this part hey they'll all be finished around the same time i think uh now one's a lot simpler than the other ones so we'll see i don't know do any of them have any marketability maybe one of them does maybe the other two it's gonna be like oh that's cool man like your coffin, Joe, you're going to have to wait 18 years so they release a subpar box. But... <laughs> right. Maybe somebody will send that one. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Coffin Joe, next week I may not have a Coffin Joe release uh, review because I'm up to the disc that, uh, that they say is fucked up. But I'm going to put it in there and see. Maybe <laughs> it's not fucked up. Who knows? You know? Maybe everybody's just panicking. Hey, this one guy said it was bad. and Let's all send our discs or tell him to send more discs out. But I haven't received a notification on that. They said somewhere around February 13th they would let us know about, you know, the replacement disc. I haven't heard shit. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I'm uh, in a weird mood, Tom. I'm just kind of, <laughs> what, what's the term? Melancholy, maybe? I don't know. I'm just like, or maybe a void of emotion, you know, to where I'm just like fucking uh, going through the motions doing the shit I'm supposed to do and not really giving a fuck, you know, just like an automaton, I guess you can say. A robot. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, give it a couple minutes and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of laughs, Joe. But uh, I just want to touch on something you did. Yeah, uh, coming up, Joe and I are each going to be gone for like a week, one week after the other. So we don't know what the shows are going to be like. There might not be shit for two weeks. Uh, Maybe we can record a show while I'm uh, at the hotel. Uh, Because just the way that it lands, everything's going to be fucked. Like, I'm leaving on a Tuesday. Even if you come back on that Monday, I'm not going to want to record shit. So, uh, yeah, and I just don't know how it's going to be when I get there. Like, we can get there and everything could be completely fucked and everything goes absolutely the wrong way. I'm not going to want to do shit. (laughs) But you won't do shit because you'll have talked to so many people, Tom. You've sold so much shit. You've secured contracts with people and contacts with people, you know, and it'll set you up for years to come. That's what I'm hoping for you, buddy. Me too. That's uh, that's all the shit I'm worried about because I don't plan on selling anything that I'm bringing. I just want to take orders and let people know. So uh, I have maybe 1,100 flyers. Like, that's a lot of flyers. That usually takes me a fucking, like, a more than a year to get rid of, even with the shows and shit that we do. And I keep thinking, oh, time's running out. Should I order more flyers? What no. if I run out of flyers? I think that's a good amount you got, man. Uh, and then, uh, like, when I posted the dry run, you're just like, do more. So I'm just like... Oh fuck! So I already painted two more three, two more things, and there's three more hanging that I want to try and but get that's done. you, right? That's not all the inventory that you have, or is it? What do you mean? Like, like what you showed on your dry run? That's not everything you have there at the shop, right? Or is it? Uh, yeah, that I'm bringing. I mean, there's like stuff hidden behind me that you can't see. And now I have like two more pieces. Hopefully it'll be three. But yeah, I'm going to bring in, I think, like 30 pieces. Yeah, everything you've got there because uh, you're displaying shit. You know, you're showing people what you do. Even if it's stuff that you've done for other people or currently doing it, it's just, hey, this is just for show. You know, this is what I do for these people. This is what I can do for you, you know, or something similar along these lines, you know, custom work you know gotcha. uh, the more things that people can look at the more you know that people are going to stop and look and maybe start talking to you you know it's just we need eye ketchup you know that shit uh yeah. is a genuine uh thing you know for sure uh i mean i think it's a lot i don't have a whole lot of room mm-hmm. in there so uh yeah, I'm going to bring as much as I can, but there's like a certain, a couple pieces. I'm like, no, I'm not bringing, not bringing these. <laughs> I think I have enough different shit, though. It's just like, I don't fucking know. That's why, like, I'm going to have signs on the table. that's just like, hey, order now or after the show, go online and order at DWN Productions. And you can see all the shit there. So, yeah. 
I have no idea. I like I wanted a lot more. Like I wanted to make a lot more shit and new shit, but you know, work came in, so it was just like, oh, you know, got to pay the bills. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I just don't want to come back suicidal. That's the goal. <laughs> I've uh, been spending some time cleaning the shop, too, in between all the shit I'm doing and finding a lot of shit that I'm going to be bringing to shows to sell. And it's like some of this stuff, it's like, why do I have this? You know, what What am I doing with a Boba Fett Pez dispenser? You know, <laughs> it's like it'll be worth something someday. I picked that shit up, but uh, yeah, I mean, is it? No, I looked it up. Eh, Five dollars, I guess, would be a good price for this. People are selling them on eBay for like eight, you know, so just to get rid of shit. It's like, why do I have this? You know, other stuff that's more horror related, like production stills and stuff like I got no need for any of this shit. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, coming soon. A lot of junk to a convention near you. Mm, Joe's you shit. Come and get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... You look around and you're just like, what the... Who gives a fuck? And it's like, you have that little bit of sentimental sentimentality attached to it. So you're just like, ah, I don't wanna, you know, this person gave me this. You just gotta say, all right, if that's the way you think, just have one thing from one person each. Throw it down, you know? Uh, so yeah, yeah, that that's it. That's the week, you know? So Tom and I are, are busy as hell. Uh, I went to a concert, you know, took old Holland to a concert he wanted to go to. Me, uh, Roop took him and we're driving over there. Roop says, hey, man, you guys haven't been doing the show, you know, the past couple of weeks, huh? I said, no, we still do it. He goes, no, because on Sundays I always would turn in as I'm laying in bed, you know. It's like I'd lay down and put you guys on and and watch and listen before I went to bed. Well, sorry, Roop, we don't do the live thing anymore. It's what well, it maybe he was fucking lying all along because if he listened on the last live episode, we said, hey. It's going to be the last live episode. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, for those of you that did not know, maybe you only listen sporadically. We are no longer live. You know, you just have to tune in to boygob.com and you can scroll back and listen to all them episodes and shit. Or our, what is it? YouTube. YouTube page. YouTube page. It's boygob capitalized or like the kids say, uh, YouTube at boy gob. Yeah. Cause then you like you're angry, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we switched to, uh, doing it pre recorded because, uh, hopefully the quality's better. That was me knocking on wood again. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's enough self promotion for now. Uh, and any of that bullshit that we're doing, people tune in. I think the few that do hear us talk about film, Tom, cinema, and um, and I know you watched a lot this week. Joe, 
I watched a remarkable movie this week. Some would call it a classic in the making. I would call it breathtaking. Breathtaking slash jaw dropping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. There's fucking all kinds of people out there, Joe. You know? There is. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. All in this. So as I tend to do, I scroll the old bad movie subreddit and just see what's going on there. And then I come across a really shitty looking poster. And it's for a movie called Down's Revenge. That's a stupid fucking name. What's this about? So I click on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Joe, you happen to watch this movie, too, right? I've yet to finish it, Tom. I think I have left because uh, it's longer than I anticipated. And I had to do things like help prepare dinner, help eat dinner, help do the dishes and stuff like that. And uh, then I had to fucking take time out and make a list. (laughs) <laughs> and shit like that. It was like, God damn, I gotta read Spider-Man. So I kept on coming back to the movie. But I've not finished it. But Tom is correct in his assessment. Even without finishing it, it he is... This is definitely a movie that is... I'd say gonna be discovered at some point by a number of people. Um, yeah, uh, fucking clue him in on the, on the plot line, if you will, Tom. All right, so uh, Down's Revenge, it's made by uh, some Indian dude, and that's really all I can find. Uh, The star of the movie, the coast, (sighs) the first credit we see, maybe it's the second credit, it just says Krishna K., So, that right there just gives you, hey, everyone's about to be embarrassed. Strap in. This lady didn't even put her fucking last name on this shit. (laughs) So, Down's Revenge is the story of uh, of a high school kid who has Down Syndrome. And uh, we see him riding his bike on his paper route, throwing out, throwing out papers and shit. He's talking to uh, his neighbor that says, hey, can you hook me up with some coupons? He's like, oh, yeah, I will. Don't worry about it. Thanks. You're such a nice boy. Now, hurry up to school. I don't want you to be late. He says, oh, don't worry. I'm never tardy. And dude right there it's just like what the fuck are we doing here jesus christ and then we go on to the movie the person playing this kid does not have down syndrome he is not really playing the part like somebody who has down syndrome He's playing it like, oh, Christ, what am I doing here? I don't want to fucking offend anybody. 
Well, Tom, I'm going to take issue with what you just said because, you know, there are certain degrees of Down syndrome that somebody could have. You know, they, you know, just because they somebody says Down syndrome, Tom, doesn't mean yeah. that like a slobbering idiot, you know, and, and it's like moving all crazy and stuff, you know. Uh, he is high functioning, is what we'll say. And yes, he, uh, he has a disability. And we'll leave it at that. But I mean, it's specifically referenced as Down syndrome. And he is not playing it like that at all. He is not playing it like that so much that I pause the movie, Google Down syndrome to make sure that I fucking knew in my head what this was supposed to be. And this wasn't it. This was just kind of a fucking dumb guy with a helmet. All right, I'll give you that. But Tom, he was riding a bike. And, you know, for safety, you should... He was riding a tricycle, actually. <laughs> it was a trike. That's what I said. He was riding a trike. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, here's one... I, You know, I was about to say... Here's the most goddamnedest thing about this movie, but you'll be saying this shit every five minutes because ridiculous shit just keeps happening. Like the fucking dude who made this just has to be a confused foreigner. Like confusion can be the only thing responsible for this fucking movie. I can't believe that this guy is such a fucking genius that he was going to like, he, meticulously made this masterwork of a bad movie he's it's no, just say that again he's no paul verhoven yeah that that he is not so jesus christ this kid goes to school and uh he's getting beat up by the school bully and his fucking multiracial click of ethnic goons and uh, he's you can't even say what this guy says to this other guy and it's fucked because you're it starts out like it's this after school christian special and then they start saying hey f and other f you f and r and it's just like oh shit okay af is used which shocking in this day and age you know? And in this kind of movie. Yeah. Oh, not- shit. We didn't yeah. even say at the very fucking beginning there's a disclaimer. There's a fucking disclaimer at the beginning of this movie about don't bully people. And if you see somebody getting bullied, call the fucking cops. <laughs> okay. So let's get to it. These fucking bullies are like, hey, you FFR. You're going to do my homework. Why? Yeah, Why would you The local, uh, I don't want to say R words, but the Down syndrome kid to do your homework. And that's, you know, they're insistent. Like, they want this guy to do his homework. Uh, they're in school, and the teacher assigns a special project for them to go to the cemetery and do some ghost hunting, prove like a paranormal. What? Um, yeah, and and Tom, uh, he was getting to it, but 
as we see the bullies are a multicultural and racial group, so are this guy's friends. Like a lot of Down syndrome, he has uh, friends, you know, one of them being, I guess, a fairly attractive high school student and then a fat guy who looks like a nerd. A big fat Polynesian fuck. You're just like, what is this blob of a bitch? I can't tell what he is. Is it even a he? I don't know. He talks, they talk so soft and weird. And then there's a, another girl that uh, is a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, she wears a leg brace just like his. Uh, she walks, you know, with a stiff leg. And she's enamored with the... Uh, down syndrome boy all right joe so here's the elephant in the room and it's this actress krishna k mm. so um you know how i said the actor playing the uh character with down syndrome does yeah. not have down syndrome mm. i don't know dude Okay, so like when you said that, I was gonna make the argument though. No, Tom, I think everyone in this movie has Down syndrome, or they're fresh off the boat. There's you know uh, a lot of weird accents, a lot of you know, hey, are they just really talking like that, or are they See, act, you like? Know? Remember, I said that this is made by an Indian dude. Like an Asian Indian dude, Crumpy Patel or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I looked it up. She is an up-and-coming Bollywood star. Didn't have much credits. Didn't say much. So, yes, I'm guessing she is from over there. Yeah. However... Don't take this shit the wrong way. We're just trying to talk about shit in life. This is a very confusing fucking movie. But <sighs> very, very big pupils and their eyes are both of them are very close to the middle of her face. So, I mean, that's just kind of facial features and structures of somebody who may be or may not be afflicted with things did that come off to you like no but i she reminded me a lot of the adult actress abella danger uh and sounded a lot like her too they were both on par with their acting except uh, this girl's not you know taking it up the butt all the time um yeah, very odd. Very odd, Tom. But to get back to the film, so this kid just keeps getting his ass kicked, and he can't help but run. Beat the fuck out of him. The fucking, like, the bullies, it's a triad. It's a white guy, your stereotypical fuck. It's just a your average white guy. And then you got this sumo wrestler, this, I'm not going to do the, oh, oh, this is how I talk, because you're not allowed to do that shit. But how he talks and his name is chang yeah uh, it, it is and uh, uh oh, okay my friend when you are a young man i'm going to need you to black it up for me okay when you come in and you deliver your lines black it the fuck up 
You know what I'm saying? Holy shit. Then the fuck I want then I was about to say, then the most offensive thing in this movie happens. But it's not. Die. Holy shit. Yeah, like I said, this has to be made by just by a confused foreigner. But Tom's right. They beat the shit out of him every time they see him. And it's like they've got him on the ground. They're just kicking him in the gut, kicking him in the head, you know, and he's all bloody. Uh you know, his buddies take him out to, to go bowling, and who's there? The goddamn bullies. Uh, well, before they go bowling, we find out that this gentleman is, in fact, Peter Parker. He's an orphan. His mom and dad died in an accident, and he lives with his Aunt May. And she's fucking confused because mm-hmm. these fucking kids are coming over to pick up their, their Down syndrome grandson she's like what you have friends this is weird don't they know you're hey have fun yeah uh then he goes on like we learn there that he loves pennies he's got a thing for these pennies very superstitious you know uh and they got this right you know because uh down syndromes people they've got you know this whole you know, ADD thing or things have to be done in patterns and shit. Uh, maybe that's not right. Maybe I'm confusing the disabilities. But anyway, when he sees a penny, if it's face side up, then he'll pick it up because it's good luck. But if it's tail side up, then you got to leave it alone because that's bad luck. And that's, that's his thing. He picks up good luck pennies wherever he goes. So then we get to the old bowling alley and, uh, you know, both F words are thrown and <laughs> it's just more of what the fuck are we doing here, guys? What movie is this? Long story short. It's his more time. And then, you know. <laughs> bullies they're not just bullies they, they fucking jack cars too you know they they rip cars off and as they're taking one car off for a joyride and they see our main character there on his trike you know he's triking along and they say oh there he is i'll well stop and kick his ass again and they do they kick his ass brutally but that's they not- literally say we don't want you we don't want your kind in this fucking town leave i think that's the black dude saying that <laughs> he took a page Jeez. out of the clan's playbook and used those tactics i watched this movie birth of a nation we don't want you here <laughs> jesus christ so they tape him up throw him in the back of the they car duct tape this down syndrome guy and fucking holy shit okay hold on hold up hey hey. before this before this old uh old waskovich i think his name was he's just in fucking uh god damn it joe you just think of this shit and you think you got the re- most ridiculous shit and then you remember 
So he's just sitting in class, and then old Bollywood star K comes up and says, you have to go home. It's about your grandma. You have to go home. I'll go with you. Your grandma's dead. Jesus Christ. So now we're at the fucking funeral. And fucking, what's his nuts? John Savage. John Savage. Patch and a ponytail. The Academy Award winning, I believe, John Savage is in this movie. So he comes up, ah, sorry about your, about your Aunt May. Ah, shit. You know, uh, yeah, your dad told me to look after you, but, uh, fuck, I don't know. We'll find you a caretaker or something. And then he hands an envelope to a shady looking guy. Real and then we're back at the fucking it back at his house with no supervision. Yeah, they it, didn't immediately rush him off. You know, the state didn't step in or anything. <laughs> you know, he's just at the house. So he was left alone to be kidnapped and duct taped and thrown in a trunk by his bullies. And then we find out who that shady looking guy who got the envelope was <laughs> turns out he's a contestant in the twisted metal tournament <laughs> and just ran into the side of this car and flipped it off into a fucking ravine. <laughs> he bones the fuck out of their car, you know, and it flies into this, you know, culvert, you know, that's just <laughs> water. The, the car's flooding. The kids are like, oh, shit, the bullies. You know, we're not going to call them kids because they're not right. Bully. <laughs> this show, Bully. Just hit like and subscribe and get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, they, they have to get out of the car before they drown. But not that they don't have time to get our uh, protagonist, our main character, out of the trunk. They just don't give a fuck. It's like, hey, you know, gots to go. Uh, little did they know that they were being followed by uh, his Hispanic friend, the one that's, you know, somewhat attractive, uh, that would never be a friend of his in real life. But uh, she's like, hey, you know, where, what's going on? You know, what, what, what did he do? And they just threaten her. Hey, shut the fuck up. You well, you up. should say it how she did. Where is he? Where, where is John? Uh. Where, yeah, I, I I didn't know she was supposed to be Hispanic until they said her last name later on in the film as Hernandez. I was like, what country is this chick? You know, what accent is that? And that was, that was true for most of the accents in this. And that's why I said, you know, they're just like right, right off the boat or everybody has Down syndrome. And this is like, oh, man, this guy did great. He made a whole movie with the Down syndrome cast. Dude, no, it's. He has to be a very confused foreigner, because if that's the dude steering the ship, everybody else is kind of like, oh, what? You want me to? Okay, I'll, and I'm sure all the confusedness trickles down to everybody, so everyone's just on set, like, huh, okay. 
So the bully, the main bully, the white guy, you know, he tells her like, nah, we're going to kill you and your family. You mention this to anybody. So she does. He pulls a fucking knife and puts it up to her neck. Uh, yeah. And then we're three years later. <laughs> but it's not just three years. It's, it is. It's literally just three years later. But everybody treats it like it's 38 years later. It is fucking crazy it's uh, fucking the shit is fucking crazy joe three years later the white dude the white bully this is, son of a bitch he has a fucking picture of him and his friends in his office from three years ago and then he runs into the fucking fat japanese guys like um, i know you this is an important plot element here all right. Uh, he's like, I don't know, some kind of realtor or uh, real estate lawyer or something. But he's got this new secretary and she's somebody else. It's like, what the hell kind of accent is that? I can't place where she is. She Ukrainian or anyway, he fucks her right there. <laughs> that fucking she comes in. Hey, how are you liking it here? You want to suck my dick? Yep. <laughs> And then they get married. Just they, like that. Yeah, it's like he's calling her sweetheart through the rest of the movie. She's calling him darling. And it's like, did I miss something? You know, did they get married in between scenes? Anyway, after he... How has you come so successful and shit? He thinks, you know what? I should take this bitch out for a drink. You know? So he does. And that's when we start getting to the meat of the movie. The haunting in Down Syndrome Town. Uh, what? Consists of like... We're <laughs> it's not a town. It's more like a ward. We're seeing uh, our main character. I forgot his name. but uh, he, Waskovich. <laughs> he's now dressed like Trayvon Martin. You know, he didn't have a hoodie before, but he's got a hoodie now. And he's wearing it the whole time. and Yeah, it's fucked up because the poster makes it look like it's going to be like a dead black kid or something. And then you got this white as snow motherfucker walking around, not acting our word. And it's just yeah. a confusing movie, Joe. He does things like uh, shakes a guy's car around, you know, <laughs> like makes it to where they can't open the doors to the car. You know, he's got Down syndrome. He's not a very good ghost. You know, he doesn't know what it is to scare people. You gotta get... <laughs> Speaking of ghosts, these fucking idiots. <laughs> They're using Casper logic. Oh, he has unfinished business. Unfinished business, yeah. I seen this movie, Casper. I'm going to use it in my fucking deep meaning. And he leaves, you know, a calling card like the Lone Ranger leaves a bullet. Well, he leaves a penny wherever he's been doing haunting. Face down. But uh, he kind of wants to to uh, fuck with the main bully a little bit, you know. So he doesn't kill him or his new wife i guess if tom's right uh where they get married like right then and there after they fucked i don't know uh but they go to a convenience store because they're freaking out 
and uh like tom said old chang his old buddy that he keeps a photo of in his office but doesn't recognize when he sees him working at the store um <laughs> or tries to rob this but the bull uses karate on the robber oh tell me when that fucking robber you came in and grabbed the lady and said oh the other friend showed up <laughs> like of course you thought that's who it was gonna be I thought that and it wasn't mm <laughs> Oh my god. And fucking white guy just gets into every fucking white guy's fantasy mode. Ooh, I can't wait till I'm in this situation. He fucking does it. He fucking Jim Kelly shit. And Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus so, fucking. Uh, you know, and then uh, cops come and the cop that's investigating it three years later is the Hispanic girl that they had had the knife to her throat that had suspicions like they had something to do with this kid's disappearance. Nobody thinks he's dead, you know, because they never found the car at the bottom of the ravine or whatever it is. I mean, there was some guys that were fishing and they, I don't know. They think I got me an alligator. Yeah. Um, this and this fucking bitch is acting dumb too. So, oh, oh, wait, you're that guy? You're that guy who looks exactly the same? Yeah. So then we cut to what? The white guy and his new bitch, uh, they're at the beach? And that's well, like, I know there's a fucking shower scene. Shower? Like, a long, this movie. A long. It, comes, <laughs> it just, This fucking movie is totally fucked. It's fucking, like I said at the beginning, it comes off as like some Christian after-school special, but then it gets real exploitation-y with the language, and then it cuts to just your average fucking not-good-horror movie with nudity and gore. It is fucking crazy, Joe. So then we finally see the third guy, the third bully, the black guy, who looks still young as fuck. But now he's teaching basketball at high school, and he's teaching basketball to guys that look like they're upperclassmen in college, you know. So he looks much younger than them, and then he has a very offensive and exploitative death. <laughs> basketball Jones kills him with a bunch of basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> He's just against the wall. The basketballs are just coming. <laughs> oh. And it should also be said that he lost his heavily Ebonics-influenced accent mm -hmm. almost three years later, too. Uh, yeah. So next, uh, Chang gets it, and he gets killed in a car wash. <laughs> We've all been through car washes before. You know what I'm saying? 
these fucking felt or chamois fucking whips. You know, they hit your car. They don't leave scratches. They don't break the windows most times and shit. But God damn it, if you walk in one of those, you're going to be cut to ribbons. Fuck what the greasy strangler says. This shit will cut you to fucking ribbons. And you've never laughed so hard until you've seen a fat Japanese boy get cut to ribbons in a fucking car. What? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the goes and visits the uh, Bollywood chick. You know, he had given her a uh, pink elephant at some point, and I don't know. We get a flashback scene of of her, I don't know, falling down, and the mom coming out and telling, me, "Hey, get the fuck out of here, dude." And, uh, I don't want you hanging around this kid. Um, yeah, and then we get a long scene of, of the guy, the, the white confessing to his new lady about what happened, but not quite confessing. He's telling his skewed version of the story so where he could still look innocent, you know. Uh, and then we're, we see old John Savage again. Turns out he works for the police. You know, and the the Hispanic girl, now a cop, you know, she says, hey, do uh, I need you to do some research on this shit stat, you know, and he does. I don't know. It's getting confusing from this point. I had to stop it several times, like I said. And uh, next thing I come to it, an old John Savage is having a flashback scene. Seems he and the Down syndrome ghost father were friends. And he had promised the Down Syndrome ghost father that he would take care of Down Syndrome ghosts before he was a ghost, while he was still just a Down Syndrome person. You know, if ever anything happened to this Down Syndrome ghost's father. And it did. But, well, he was left a, a pretty tidy inheritance. And this is as far as I got in the movie, but I'm guessing that's why he had this guy, like, run into the car, T-bone the car so he could get the money, you know. But does the ghost know this? I don't know. Why would he? How would he? You know? Well, his dad told him in the afterlife. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and in the afterlife, now that he's a ghost, he uh, he can talk regularly. <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> He comes back and sees Bollywood K, lets her know everything that fucking happens. And then uh, the cop comes and talks to her and she tells her everything that happens. And then, uh, you know, the white guy, he's just like, all right, they're not going to get me. If there's no body, there's no fucking ghost or some just stupid shit because the whole fucking movie's just stupid, glorious, beautiful shit. Well, but he learns how to make a fucking pipe bomb. So he ice from an old teacher, you know? <laughs> yes, that's right. Fucking, hey, I was your student three years ago. Do you remember me? What can I do about ghosts? <laughs> This fucking movie. I swear to Christ, it's awesome. <laughs> Jesus. 
it uh it's long it's it's too long there's a lot of scenes that should be cut and uh but seeing as that it's this movie i'm glad that it wasn't in the fact that it is so fucking long adds to just the jesus christ factor of the whole fucking thing um John Savage, as I mentioned earlier, is a Academy Award winning actor. You would not know that from watching this. He, like I said, is among the cast. It's like, hey, is this composed of uh, people with Down syndrome? Uh, he's not any better than anybody else in this movie. This uh, fucking awesome, dude. Not not many movies come along that you can just watch and be like, yeah, this is, this is a classic bad fucking movie. You got to dig through a lot of fucking bullshit. Just not entertaining at all. Fucking garbage being a fan of bad movies. But when something like this shit comes along, holy shit. I watched it twice this week, Joe. Oh, it's because as so many independent filmmakers are trying to make a bad movie that they are hoping the person that made this was not trying a bad movie at all. He was trying to make a, uh, a supernatural film, you know, with, with a message, with a deep meaning with message and some, uh, sexuality, you know, and it failed on every level, but it failed gloriously. And, it it gets it. When did this come out? Two thousand and nineteen, Joe. Oh man, we've so been, just before the world changed. We've been sitting on on not watching this for how long? God damn. Hmm. Yeah, this is. Uh, I can't recommend this one anymore. This is like the exact kind of movie that this podcast was originally fucking made for. So. Uh, yeah, it's on Tubi, it's on YouTube, it's fucking, like, like I said, it's fucking jaw-dropping. Every time you think you've seen the wildest shit, more wild fucking shit just hits you, and you're just like, how? How? It just has to be a confused foreigner you can't get mad at. Down's Revenge. Watch it. Would recommend. And uh, shit, after that, I would say head on over to uh, dwnproductions.net. Check out masks, bus props, custom work, all shit that I do. Uh, if you want something custom made, hit me up and check that out. And then check out fastcustomshirts.com. All Joe's shirts, hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs, all reasonably priced. That was a little too slow, but I'm still going to leave it in there when I chop the video down and hope somebody sticks around that long. <laughs> oh, shit, Joe. Now's the point in the show where I'd hold up the Shaw Scope box and talk about the movies that I watched. But uh, I already got rid of that fucking shit, Joe. Ty has it. I watched, I was up drinking in Peyton one night, so I knocked two of those movies out. It was what the fuck ever. One was like uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu, and it was about a fucking guy who gets set up for rape, 
And then fucking he has to go live in an abandoned building and forms a fucking uh, probably a homosexual relationship like furries before furries. This guy who thinks he's a monkey and there's fucking like this guy performs fucking tricks with his monkey on the street, but it's not really tricks. He has a chain around the monkey's neck like a leash and he just like swings it around and pulls the fucking chain. So, of course, the monkey's going to have to jump wherever the fucking son of a bitch is getting pulled and hung. So it was fucked. That shit can go jump in a fucking lake. And then there was five super fighters. That was just more same old fucking corny bullshit. So I'm just like, ah, I'm drunk enough. I'll fucking turn another one on. And it was fucking Shaolin invasion or invasion Shaolin. I got like two minutes in more of the same fucking shit and said, fuck you. So the next day I got up tried one more my young auntie <laughs> this is about a, a a young auntie who uh it's just fucking stupid and who gives a good goddamn it starts out like oh this is gonna be different great and then it's just more of the same fucking bullshit uh arrow definitely fucking scored some negative points or whatever the fuck you want to call it uh they're definitely knocked down in my book because uh maybe the only way they could release the boxers omen if it was part of the set but if that was the case why wouldn't you put it with more like movies not just this one movie that isn't like any of the other fucking movies on the set even though all the other fucking movies are like all the other fucking movies on the set uh i don't know it just comes off as some kind of fucking dirty dealings and uh yeah just bullshit like fucking you would think okay there has to be one other movie in this box set like yeah you know that was cool nope it's all just dude like i started out okay 36 chamber you know it's not great but i could understand why people like it and it had then everything's just the same you see the same sets all these people doing their kung fu and it's just like fucking spastic dancing idiots like what's his fucking nuts that cocksucker from uh friday the 13th four uh fucking willard oh what's his name he's dancing like a fucking idiot uh whatever the fuck he was in uh back to the future i think too crispin glover this shit just fucking dude like i fucking old mikey he was just like oh man you should check out these other shaw brothers horror movies they're great they're nothing like this no fuck them i don't even want to watch anything these fucking idiots put out now like, it's all bullshit. Putting this movie in this box set was a fucking terrible, terrible mistake and uh, complete bullshit. And it's awful. It's a fucking shitty fucking set. I, you know, to each their own. There's all different kinds of people in the world. But if you're excited, like, fuck brothers! Fuck you. That shit sucks a fucking dick. Fuck no. 
Fuck no. Fuck that shit a hundred fucking percent. Fuck it in the ass mouth and back in the ass again. Fuck no, dude. Fuck no. Fuck no. Well, Tom, speaking of Arrow, continued my exploration of uh, the Coffin Joe set, you know, and I watched The Strange World of Coffin Joe, which is not part of the Coffin Joe trilogy. It's not even a fucking Coffin Joe movie, Tom. It is a... It's an anthology film, and it starts out, yeah, it shows some clips from the first two Coffin Joe movies, the last two that I reviewed, and that's it. That's all we get at Coffin Joe. You know, the first story, Tom, has to do with some toughs, you know, out in a bar, and they're like, oh, there's a, what's his name? He makes the best-selling dolls in all Brazil. People love his dolls because the eyes are so lifelike. He's got a lot of money in this house. And you know what else he has? Four hot daughters. So go to this guy's house. They beat the shit out of him. And they're going to, you know, take his money and rape his daughters. So they start raping the daughters. And the daughters, they start to come alive. Like, oh, wow, look at your eyes. And the daughters turn the tables and they start fucking them Amazon style, you know, or Brazil style. And then uh, they start killing them. And you can guess what happens there, Tom. They take those guys' eyes and use them for the dolls. Woo, that sucked. Second story, no dialogue. It's this guy following a girl around following her around town he's like homeless or maybe he was in the movie uh down's revenge but he uh he's nothing not right with the guy and you know he follows her around and he just keeps on staring and we see the point of view of his stare he's staring at her feet he's a foot fetishist uh as he's following her around she starts to have a romance with a guy they get married, and as she's coming out of the wedding, some woman just walks up and stabs her. Stabs her to death, which is odd. But anyway, she's buried, and she's put in a crypt, and he goes in there, and he fucks her. The next story, Tom. <laughs> uh, this one, although it doesn't star Coffin Joe, it's the guy, Jose Marin's that play Coffin Joe, he's playing pretty much Coffin Joe, except without the top hat and shit. He's got kind of like a fro going. You know, he's still got his fucking Frida Kahlo eyebrows. He's still got the, the long fingernails. And he's just, a, he's a, a professor or some shit. And he's trying to explain that love is bullshit. That we're all just animals at the core, Tom. And, uh... The other scientists are just laughing at him, blah, blah, blah. And he invites one of the other scientists, hey, come on over to the house so I can show you some of the research. Bring your wife along. And uh, then he just tortures them until they fucking uh, turn each on each other. You know, no, kill him, whatever. You see, I was right. Love is a lie. 
that's the end of that, and that sucked. Uh, I did look at the special features on this disc, and one of them was another essay, Tom. Another video essay. Compass as the last one, uh, but still, fuck it. You know, it's pointless. Um, and then there's a long interview with this guy. What the hell's his name? Stephen Thrower. And he's a guy that's all this shit that's produced uh, when they do the special features from British from Britain and it's some kind of exploitation they talk to this guy he's in a lot of fucking things and and he's all right you know he you know he throws out yeah 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 it does have some of the sedan things like that whole other essay was talking about but he goes but nobody knows if coffin Joe reds decide or anything you know so he kind of invalidates a lot of the shit that other people said but he's still kind of boring you know because he's like a british intellectual type and they you know they just fucking put you to sleep and uh yeah i can't recommend the strange world of coffin joe but i'll be checking out the next disc and we'll see we'll see if this thing is translated or not if it's got the subtitles that's supposed to be the issue with this one no subtitles and I don't speak Portuguese, so. Fucking arrow. Well, Joe, I watched the uh, hit motion picture, Tremors 2. In hmm. this one, Kevin Bacon and uh, Big McIntyre couldn't be bothered to show up. So it's just uh, old Fred Ward, Burt Gummer, and some real annoying dickhead. In this one, the uh, the old Tremors are in Mexico. They're disrupting a Mexican oil field. And, you know, they're Tremors, so they're all in the ground, disrupting it, sending rocks. And you never see any oil spurts or oil leaking out of the ground nothing and the whole time they're like fucking using dynamite and blowing shit up so uh the mexicans they say mr fred war we need you to we need you to kill the worms so we can make the oil to power our cars and he says no no thank you have a good day but then they send this white guy and they see says, hey, come on, man. These peeps are going to give us a bunch of money. Don't you want to take money? <laughs> and he says, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. As long as it's an actual money and not pesos. Oh, no, don't worry about it. I'm giving you the American number. And he says, all right, let's swindle these peeps out of their money. So they uh, head on down to Mexico and uh, start tying dynamite to remote control cars. And they go fishing that way. So they're all blowing up tremors and shit. And then old Bert Gummer comes down and he starts blowing up tremors and shit. And then, oh, my God. The Tremors were just the first stage, Joe. 
uh, I guess they have hatchlings inside of them. And then uh, these things that look like Mausers from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're all fleshy. Like, they come out, and they're supposed to be more dangerous. So now they're fighting these much smaller monsters, and they blow them up, and they kill them all, and everyone lives happily ever after until the next movie. It's all right. I like this one uh, a little bit more than the second because you don't have to look at Kevin Bacon, so that's always nice. Uh, Reva McIntyre's not in it, so that's a plus, too. Uh, Burt Gummer's not wearing the Cubs hat yet, so that sucks, but we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of orange goo flying around, so if that's your thing, it's all right. Uh, I might like it a little bit more than the first one, but, again, it's just, you know, an all right monster movie that the whole family can watch pretty inoffensive and you know it's okay you can't really say oh try more suck the dick mate it's like no it wasn't terrific but didn't suck a dick so yeah it's it's another one so far we're two for two and they're both yeah it was okay <laughs> Trey Moore's two aftershocks mm. Tom, I watched the critically acclaimed 2023 movie, The Holdovers. Have you heard of this? I have. I was going to watch it. And then I said, wait a goddamn minute, I'm a man. <laughs> so Paul Giamatti is the star of this. and uh, Oh shit, he was the rhino. He's a... Uh, the Rhino, you know, fresh off of Amazing Spider-Man's 2. This movie takes place in the 70s. And Paulo Giamatti, he is a, uh, a frumpy, you know, teacher type. You know, very strict in his classroom. You know, none of the students like him. We got one student that's a particularly pain in the ass. But this student actually makes good grades. You know, he's secretly really smart, Tom. But goddamn, is he just always fucking up and getting in trouble. Well, we're coming on winter break. And in these private schools, Tom, sometimes the students can't go home for one reason or another. You know, so they're left there. They're called holdovers, Tom. And they have to have some staff there to watch over these and it's old Paul Giamatti that takes on the role. And uh, with him, there's a lunch lady. Because somebody's got to prepare, prepare the meals, right? This lunch lady, Tom, she's a bit sad because she just lost her son in old Vietnam. You know, Vietnam took a lot of youngsters from us. Uh, well, yeah, that's it. That's the crux of the movie. If you've seen movies like this before... You know where it's going to go. You know, they're going to mention a bit about each other. They're going to develop an appreciation for each other and realize, hey, there's more to these people than I thought and I knew. And uh, 
it's okay. It's an okay movie. Like I said at the beginning, this is getting a lot of critical acclaim. And I liked Paul Giamatti, and he's fine in this, but uh, there's nothing special about it. It's just a movie. I'm certain I'll forget about it by next month. I'm certain anybody else that watched it already forgot about it. It's just nothing to it. Uh, the guy playing the kid, he looks like he's in his late 20s. You know, and that always puts me out of these movies that are supposed to be about high school students and shit. This guy looks old. Oh, but uh, I don't, I, you know, like I said, it's fine if you like that kind of movie or you just want to put something on that, you know, you can occasionally glance at. It's, oh, okay, they're starting to get along now. Then watch it. I laughed a couple of times, but nothing uproariously. You know, they got my guts and made <laughs> none of that. It's just okay. You talk about how that motherfucker smell like fish and shit. No. No. Okay. Because you know, I'd already forgot about that. Because it was, it was stupid. You know what? You know, it, it wasn't funny. Like, why even put that element? In? Hmm. Sorry, I didn't realize how long we were going and how much longer we had. And uh, so what else did you watch, Tom? Joe, I don't think that uh, I have any. Oh, shit. Something quick I want to mention. So last week I was all, fuck that. They're giving us these fucking midget dogs in the puppy bowl trying to make us lose. Man, what the fuck is this shit? Little did I know, Joe. That was a uh, that was a make-a-wish player. And I probably should have shut my fucking cocksucker because uh, that player is no longer with us. Way to go. Rest. Rest in empowerment, sweet pea. I'm glad you are. Uh, I'm glad you thank thank you for helping to take our team rough into victory this year. Got the lip cream and just got shit from you. Hmm. I didn't know it was a hydrocephalic dog, Joe, but they did. They did dogs' revenge. I didn't know the grams. I thought they were real dogs, but anyway. So, Joe, I had to run out and get some beer because uh, I realized how long we were going. And I said, God damn it, I don't want to miss my new favorite segment that we've been doing or that you've been doing the last few weeks that I've called, that I've deemed fuck wops. So, Joe... Let's hear about that old Mario Baba. What's he up to this week? This time, Bay of Blood. And here's another one that I've heard a lot about over the years, Tom. They said, oh, you know, this movie, it it, uh, it was uh, so influential. Like, it, it is, it was a game changer. Okay, so what's this about? Let Try to figure. Okay, at the beginning of the movie, there's this lady in a wheelchair, and she's rolling through, and then all of a sudden, noose goes around her, and they kick the fucking uh, wheelchair 
out of her and she like goes forward and so she's just laying there hanging it's a cool death you know and it's like all right you know this is gonna be all right is it you know that's that's pretty full-blooded shit and the guy that killed her he walks up and he's like laughing you know kind of yeah fine you bitch and then a knife comes out and somebody kills him <gasps> so right then i'm like oh fuck you know another one of these who is the killer bullshit it cuts over to this real estate guy and he's like oh yeah yeah so and so because you know everybody thinks the lady killed herself because somebody hid the body of the other guy and he's like well uh that's good property on the bay we need to secure that property so him and this girl that he's fucking they're gonna go take care of business you know get the get some kind of release form so they can have the property. And uh, then there's some, some youngsters, you know, not really young. They're like in their twenties or whatever. They're cruising around and they go to the bay and they start fucking around there, you know, drinking and fucking, but somebody starts killing them, Tom, one by one, you know, with like a hooked kind of knife type thing. I don't know. They're dying. And then like, uh, there's a, a stickle a girl that comes up nah it's just like a i don't know a gaff i don't know what the fuck it is but uh there's a girl that shows up with another guy and she's like the daughter of the people that owned the place and she wants the place and then somebody else shows up and they want the place and pretty soon everybody's killing everybody tom and everybody that wants this property dies you know, and it's, it's stupid. It just, I didn't give a shit. Uh, and like I said, there's plenty of killing and there's some nudity, but it's just like so boring, man. And there's this thing that Baba does and he does it in a lot of his movies. It's like, he'll like have a long shot, you know, where it's looking in the distance and then it pans over slowly and it gets like to where there's something close in front of the camera. So it's all out of focus. So then he pulls back real quick to where it is in focus. And you think, eh, that's all right. You know, gimmick. He does that like fucking 20 times in this movie. And it's just so old. And it's like, this is the guy that you're saying is such the great cinematographer. You know, the, the great lighting. And he's... Who who the fuck is he influencing here? Like, I don't I don't I really don't get it because people fucking love this guy. They love him, Tom. Mario Bava, you know, fuck. <laughs> like I'm on eight movies that I've seen so far, and I liked one of them. This this sucks. This just fucking sucks. Oh shit! I'm yeah. I'm glad I never gave a fuck. See, that's that's a good thing about being me. You can eat all the spaghetti you like, but you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, I got no reason to watch that wop shit. You know, and I like I said before, I think this is something that that horror fans think that they're supposed to like. You know, because he's been held in such high regard that you're some kind of like a fucking, I don't know, a plebeian or something. If you don't like his work, you know, hey, if something sucks, 
say it sucks. And I'll tell you right now, Bay of Blood fucking sucks. And uh, little known fact, but when people say something sucks, they're referring to it sucking dick. Hmm. Do you have anything else? No. Ready for another good one there, Joe? Sure, tough. Sure. So next up on our uh on our walk down uh I was going to say memory lane, but I mean that's not really it. Hey, we're watching Rudy Ray Moore movies and we're on the second week, which some might say, me, is the best week. The human tornado! The human tornado! <laughs> Muses kicked me, didn't bruise my hide. Rattlesnakes bit me, they done crawled off and died. Fucking awesome. Uh, one of my favorite movies ever. Like all movies, all time in the top ten, faux show. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, this is the movie that made me fall in love with, with the independent do make what you want to make fucking attitude and shit. And uh, for my movie, this is the greatest bad movie ever made. It is a. Uh, it is fucking awesome, and I love this shit. Joe, how do you feel about the human tornado? Uh, I dug out my copy yesterday when I was at the shop, and then, of course, forgot to bring it home. Uh, uh, forgot to bring it home, but I have the Xenon copy still, uh, the older one. I never upgraded uh, I watched this again last year at uh, Texas Theater, Tuesday Night Trash. They did it. And I know Ben was apprehensive uh, to play at my buddy Dollar Ben that does the programming for that because it is a product of its time and it does have some stuff that does not play well with some of the uh, clientele that go to places like uh, Texas Theater or Alamo Draft House. But uh, shit, everybody loved it. You know, I sat in there and watched it and everybody was cracking up and cracking up at the things he thought, you know, people might have been, oh, did he just say that? And maybe some people were, but for the most part, people were having a good time with it. And it is, it's a good time movie. Uh, not my favorite of the Rudy Ray Moore uh, movies, but it is a close second because it's got, like a lot of quotable shit in here that we can't really quote. Uh, there's some stuff that I feel fun, find is just hilarious, but I'm a prick, you know, and I'm from the seventies. So like I grew up around hearing all this shit. Uh, and so did Rudy Ray Moore, you know, and he's in the fucking thing and he's not offended by it. He's doing this shit for laughs. So bear that in mind. If you are an uppity type and you watch this movie for the first time, uh, this... so, a little bit of history. They said, okay, this one was a hit. Let's make another. 
So uh, they found a dude named Cliff Rockmore who was uh, working theater, like directing theater. So they got him to direct it. Uh, side note, I guess Cliff Rockmore met Mo Howard at a post office and said, nuck, nuck, you should work for Rudy Ray Moore. Nuck, nuck, blah, 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 or some <laughs> whatever the fuck they do. And uh, that didn't lead to anything, but it was a premonition. So uh, then there was a few different people who shot this movie. The first, the guy who shot Dolomite, he came back and did some stuff. But Dean Cundy shot some of this shit, which is fucking ridiculous. Because he worked on your favorite movie, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they shot a lot of this movie in what was called the Dunbar Hotel. A lot of Rudy Ray Moore's movies were shot here. And uh, Rudy Ray Moore actually lived here. Ah, boy. So this was a condemned building. Didn't have water. Didn't have power. He spliced something up to a pole so they can get power, but there was no running water. It seemed like he lived here for years and years and years. So uh, I guess he was a hobo. They said like he had permission to, uh, oh, yeah, they let him live there in order to keep the vagrants and stuff out. But, I mean, if you don't have electricity and you're not having running water what what the fuck's going on but hey we got this place you might have to smell my stinky nuts while we're shooting but we got this fucking place let's do it so uh they got the script everything they needed together again uh jerry jones wrote it and uh they set out to make the human tornado uh starts out somewhere in the east i guess dolomite didn't go back to africa like the last movie suggested and uh they're having they're having a party old dolomites having a party at his residence somebody else's residence not made clear whoever's it is they're cool with him bringing tricks back to fuck. Mm. So uh, in this one, I guess times is tough and old Dolomite needs to uh, slang that dick to make ends meet. And uh, he really doesn't want to do it. <laughs> He's not into having sex with this white lady whatsoever. And uh, you know, people are people are having a good time partying, and uh, you see a car drive by and stop, and a uh, mother and son are in the car, and oh, the son's just hey, look at that! All those people having fun. They're having a party, and who the mom says those aren't people. Those are words that Joe giggles at. You see. And then the son looks up and gasps. Oh, you're right, Mama. Those are people that Joe would giggle at. 
you see. So they proceed to call the cops <laughs> because black people are having fun. <laughs> See, that's why I figured they were in the South. You know, and the way the the son and mother talked and the and the cops that they call, you know, they're small town sheriff types, you know. And uh yeah, they go bust up the party, you know, and hey, you know, they say a lot of racist shit to them. They put a fucking uh gun a fucking shotgun up to uh i forgot the 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 ghostbusters name ernie hudson ernie hudson this is an early role for ernie hudson at uh i'm gonna talk about ernie hudson quick that uh he had a play that he was doing in new york so uh if you look closely or not that closely you'll say wait a goddamn minute that's not ernie hudson and you'd be right. That's his brother wearing a bald cap because he didn't <laughs> want to fucking <laughs> or shave his head. So he has like a weird mongoloid shaped head and it's very noticeable. And what adds to the charm of this movie. But yeah, the, uh, the local Smokey come in and it turns out the, uh, the lady that paid Dolomite to have sex with her, that's the sheriff's wife. Doesn't take too kindly to that. And, uh... Well, the about to do some raping of himself, of, of his own, you know, from a, a party-goer. But, uh, yeah, once discovering that his wife was miscegenating, mm, he wasn't having none of that. So, uh, old Charlie busts into the room and sees that, uh, the sheriff's wife's in bed with one of those people, and he does one of these. I can't even make the fucking crazy-ass face this honky made, but Jesus Christ, was it hilarious. And, uh... The old sheriff sees and he says, Killer Charlie, killer. And then we have the classic line from the movie movie says, The lady says, He made me do it. And then Rudy Ray Moore says, Bitch, are you for real? And then she proceeds to get shot in the head. He grabs his clothes naked and then jumps off the side of a fucking hill to get away. And he really did that jump because they show it twice. And it has a disclaimer. I really did this jump. Instant replay. But it wasn't. It was Jimmy Lynch who actually jumped. Um, he rolls down, you know, and his buddies are there and they uh pick him up and well shit that's time to leave town right time to head back to old la they need they need a way to get there Stolomite doesn't even have any shoes 
a side note about old Ernie Hudson. Um, he came up to my table at one show. I believe it was Frightmare. I'd the uh, shirt that you're wearing there and said, you know what? They say I'm in this, but I don't remember being in this. He took the shirt anyway, though. So that explains that. Uh, yeah, as Tom said, continue, Tom. They don't have a ride. They need to get some wheels. They need to get out of there. So uh, one of Dolomite's shirtless friends says, Hey, I'll flag down a ride. And wouldn't you know it? He's uh, He flags down a ride rather quickly That by a very excited white gentleman who couldn't be happier that uh, he's getting kidnapped by all of these black dudes and they're gonna go on a road trip together i seen a movie that was like this but there wasn't so many dudes in it <laughs> yeah so they're gonna hook up with old queen bee they give her a call you know and we get to see what's going on in old queen bee's club she's got acts going like uh xavier jackman and his company you know um <laughs> Yes. We didn't mention it starts out with Rudy Ray Moore doing some of his uh, act at the beginning, but uh, that doesn't matter. Just pay attention to the black lady shaking her rump. That's what we're really here for. Doing the splits and then, you know. Oh my God. That would scramble my eggs. As in, crack them. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> acts that they have going on in these clubs. It's like, god damn, I was like, this was entertainment. Like, shit's not good, you know. And I, I oh, realized, Jimmy Lynch was pretty good. I realized there's a cultural difference, but it's like, god damn, we paid for this, you know. Um, Remember, Jimmy Lynch was cool. He was wearing like his singlet bell bottom things with like his big bracelets. It looked like. They yeah. were fancy cuffs, but they weren't connected to shit. <laughs> I traveled the world. I traveled all around. He's doing his fucking wacky dancing. Um, well, Queen Bee, it turns out, is getting hassled by the local mob guy. And uh, what's his name? Carnetti or Cavaletti? Cavaletti, you know, typical fucking Italian guy, you know, like sleazy, fucking greedy, you know, corrupt business, you know, and uh, Queen Bee's club is making more than his club. And this guy, you know, he's mob, so he's got to answer to somebody, you know. You know Chef Boyardee. You know, he's got a big that he's got to pay. He's got an envelope. Watch your mouth. How to deliver so and if he ain't making it well mm. so he's got to go give queen b the business you know let her know who she's working for from now on and they go in there they beat the fuck out of her <laughs> before they do a guy flips over a chair and fucking <laughs> jimmy lynch says what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Terrific. 
And then his queen bee's getting the shit bit out, beat out of laugh and laugh and laugh every time at this garbage ass ADR. <laughs> now, Queen Bee works at this other guy's club. <laughs> all the bitches that work there with Queen Bee, who in the last movie, they were all karate experts, you know, they work over there too, but kind of they have to because two of the girls, they have held prisoner in like some garage and they're just chained up and uh let let me ask you a question about these two girls that are chained up did one of them come off a little more sexy than the other one there joe yeah a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. which one let's see the mom the mom that comes in uh cavaletti's mom torture them and she's like some kind of strega as they say in italy that means witch i think i don't know it's kind of confusing what she's doing but uh well rudy ray moore and the fellas they get in town they let their effeminate friend go and he's happy because he you know always wanted to visit la and uh now they're just it's full of people like him now they're looking for Queen Bee for like 15 minutes. They go from club to club, and we get to see the different acts at different clubs. And finally somebody tells her, oh, she's here. She works right here. <laughs> well, they were looking for Hurricane Annie. Hurricane Annie. The woman you. with the giant tits. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she gets Dolomite to do some exercises in bed. And uh, he says, fuck that. Let's just fuck. And they do. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, I was watching that scene and I said, fuck, that's what the mask holds missing a black velvet painting of a naked black lady. Well, so, uh, I was going to look for one for you for, uh, for Christmas. They're <laughs> expensive. They're more than I thought they would be. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Thinking I might have to whip out the old paintbrush for that and do a reproduction of the one from the movie. But we'll see. But yeah, I definitely looked it up. Sounds like I'm sure there's just hundreds of these just floating around that nobody wants anymore. Nope. Cheapest I found for like an okay one was like $350. Hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm too Jewish for that shit. Gotcha. I'll make my own. Anyways, Joe, back to the human tornado. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah now he's got to fight uh, Scagnetti and the boys. You know? Cavaletti. Cavaletti, you know, and a part of the way to do that is to fuck Cavaletti's wife, his big titted wife, who, uh, She's got fantasies of getting railed by three black guys or something. Because <laughs> it said she's a nymphomaniac, you see. And that was the way to get the information. It's just <laughs> to dress up as a door-to-door nude art salesman and seduce the uh, mobster's wife. 
And she comes to the door pretty much naked. (laughs) So they start making whoopee. And it's so good that all the electricity in the house starts exploding. And then the roof fucking falls on them and surprisingly doesn't cause any spinal damage, which was good, which was good. So uh, he's fucking her, trying to get the information. Where's the girls? Where's the girls? On oh, the house. On oh, the hill. In Pasadena, a house on the hill. In Pasadena, a house on the hill. In Pasadena. And then we hear a house on the hill in Pasadena. And then we go to the house on the hill in Pasadena. But not before the group comes together and says, all right, we know where this girl and that other maybe a girl is. So now, don't you laugh at that, Joe? How dare you? So now we got to go rescue our friends. And just then, international karate superstar and Chuck Norris's bodyguard, Howard Jackson, walks in. And Lady Reed goes, Howard Jackson. Terrific. Fucking terrific. Why she pulls a Kevin McAllister, I don't fucking know. But she is very excited that they have a world karate champion to help them take down white people. (laughs) Well, I hope the girls in California are as good as this apple, Tom. So now we uh we set up for the big race war of the movie. The yeah. blacks versus the whites. One thing I gotta mention is when they describe uh Cavaletti's club, they say that he's getting on N-words and dumb honkies. And I thought that was uh hmm, it's a good descriptor there. He actually said down honkies. Hmm. So Almost. But Joe, keep talking. I'm going to be fiddling around because I need to plug this phone in, apparently. So do I. So we need to probably get to wrap it up, Tom. Um, yeah, so from there, it's a, it's just a kung fu frenzy. You know, They go in. They're going to take down Cavaletti and his guys. And it's just like kung fu scene after kung fu scene. Even the ladies get in on this. If they're not gonna kung fu, they're just gonna gun fu them and just shoot them to death. Uh, and until uh, it was explained to Mister Howard Jackson that this movie was a comedy, he was very offended by Rudy Ray Moore's portrayal of kung. Excuse me, of kung fu. <laughs> uh, yeah, his uh, his style is a. Uh, ridiculous but it's funny it's supposed to be ridiculous they speed up the camera a lot to make the action look a lot faster than it's going that makes it even more ridiculous and funny uh it's good shit it's uh 
it's just a funny movie, man. <laughs> you know? and, and the whole time, like this story of Cavaletti's going on, the sheriff's still hunting down Dolomite, trying to get revengeance. Mm. <laughs> Nothing that that's still there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good shit. It's ridiculous as fuck. I know we kind of petered out there towards the end, but that's just because you know that Downs Revenge review was just so good. But God damn it, is this movie fucking awesome? It doesn't end the way you would expect it to either. You know, it's like, all right, well, this is coming up and this conflict's going to get resolved. But, you know, it, it doesn't do like what you would expect it to do. And, uh, yeah, but uh, old Rudy Ray Moore gets the last word in and uh, it's funny shit, you know. And then we get a song again to close everything out, closing credits, and it's catchy, you know, and it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. If you haven't seen this, the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Probably a fucking racist. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, this uh this movie's great for uh my money. Doesn't get more entertaining than this one. It is yes, it's bad and it's technically inept, but it is so fucking entertaining and there's so much charm. It's how can you not like it? It has something for everybody. Yeah, like I said in the last review of, of Dolomite, that's part of its charm is it is they run with how inept it, it is. And independent filmmakers, take note, man. Watch this shit because you will learn a lot. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And I, <laughs> one of my favorite things from the movie that I quote often out of context, and it doesn't have to matter, but what are you doing? This is the ladies. This is the ladies. One of his buddies has to take a piss, so he just busts into a fucking uh, gas station bathroom, and there's a fat lady pissing on the toilet, and he has to go so bad he just whips his cock out and pisses in the sink, and all the audio is fucked, so it's just Rudy Ray Moore doing a lady's voice, and she's smacking him with his purse with no pants on, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Shit is terrific. <laughs> Uh, what I was saying earlier about Ernie Hudson and his brother, if I can, there's kind of a side-by-side -side comparison. So you could say, eh, two totally different people, and one of their heads isn't shaped right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Not a whole lot in the book to reference this go-around, but uh, yeah, Human Tornado, fucking excellent, excellent, entertaining fucking movie. Would recommend highly. Next week, Joe, Petey Wheatstraw, the I devil's son-in-law. Yeah. What were you saying? I said that's my personal favorite. So yeah, it's good. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna see a lady give birth to a watermelon. So that's next week, Joe. Ah, but this week, uh, we're in mourning. We are. Before we get to that, though, in Marvel 2-in-1, 
hey, the Viper, the Silver Samurai, and Boomerang still have control of the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicopter carrier. So Spider-Man's and the Black Widow, who kind of has amnesia, are joined by Nick Fury and Chang Chi, the master of Kung Fu, to go in there and take it down. But they don't. It ends on another cliffhanger. And who's going to be the next guest? We've already got enough guests. Just wrap up this story. In Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man's, the Iguana is fighting old Spider-Man's, you know. And the Iguana doesn't like light, you know. So that's an easy way to defeat him. Well, whatever, you know. Um, what happened? The Don't Iguanas like light? Kurt Connors changes himself into the lizard because the iguana took his family hostage, which I think has happened before, you know, Reptilicus or some, somebody did that shit just a couple of months back, but this time it's the iguana. And at the end of it, stand off and it'll be concluded next month. But we're here to talk about amazing Spider-Man's number one ninety, whatever we're on. Six. Yeah, and then we left left last time. Peter Parker got a telegram that his uh, aunt May died in the nursing home she was at. So he's got to get over there and you know see what's going on in the nursing home. But before we can do that, uh, Joe Robertson's tired of J. Jonah Jonathan's shit. He quits. Huh? He quits the fucking bugle. Hmm. What else happened? I don't know. He's just trying to. <laughs> Spider-Man has to rush over to see a coffin. Oh, yeah. that kind of looks like her body, I guess. Shit. Hey, everybody. Aunt May's dead. Oh, I'm kidnapped. See you next issue. Amazing Spider-Man. Goes to the old house and it's all torn up. It's all fucked up. That's it. That's it, Tom. This was a. You know, for them having last issue, Aunt May's dead. This was a whole lot of nothing. Pointless. Pointless shit. Yeah, I guess we're just uh, <clears throat> going to be scratching our balls until that big issue 200. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh... That's all right, Joe. That sucks. I don't think we did the human tornado justice. We I did. hope we did. That was kind of a weak review. We could have done it better, but it's done. Yeah. It's a great movie. Please go watch it. Go watch all the fucking movies. They're terrific. Fuck. I mean, to be fair, though, Down's Revenge was fucking awesome. And we had... <laughs> and we... Gave enough justice because, like, it's something you gotta see. You gotta see it, you know. <laughs> and we've talked about Rudy Ray or a human tornado specifically a couple of times in these nine years we've been doing it. But uh, goddamn, down revenge stole the spotlight. You some bitch, crazy foreigners, Joe. You like uh, you like lists that take you back, make you think of the good old days. No, Tom, there were no all good old days. But yeah, Tom's uh, Tom's list suggestion this week was movies 
that we liked when we were in high school. And at number five, a movie that I really liked in high school, Tom, was Nightbreed. Saw it in the theater, fucking loved it. Went back and saw it the next day. I think I went back and saw it one more time. God damn, was that, God, wow, wow. Now I watch that movie and it's like, man, this isn't good. This is, there's so many plot holes in this shit. What, I don't remember this fucking claymation sequence. Oh, that was not in the theatrical version. Well, it shouldn't have been in the theatrical because it looks like shit. Fuck. This Danny Elfman score. God damn, does this sound stupid. Uh, yeah. A lot of shit that we liked in high school that uh, if we go back and you're not beholden to nostalgia, I know a lot of people are, but I'm not. I can admit when I was wrong. And I was wrong on Nightbreed. So Freddy vs. Jason didn't come out when I was in high school. It came out right after high school and right before I went to college. 11 times in theaters, Joe. 11 fucking times. <laughs> Granted, I was able to see it for free a lot of those times. But still, I spent, I spent a chunk of my time sitting through that 11 different cities. But Joe, my number five... It's not really a movie, but it's a collective. And I think for teenagers at a certain time, this was, you know, they could say, yeah, I really like trauma movies back then. Nowadays, not so much, you know. I tend to like the documentaries about the movies they made better than the movies they made. and tend to like the movies they distributed rather than the movies they made. But, you know, I'll remember Trauma for being something. Yep. They used to call me Tommy Tromo. So are, are you just saying the Trauma movies in general? Yeah. The specific one you're talking? Okay. All right. I got it. Yeah. All right. At number four, and this would be number one on any other list we did. It didn't come out when I was in high school. I saw this probably when I was in elementary and probably when I shouldn't have. Uh, Excalibur. But I would watch that every chance I got. I had a, you know, a VCR in my room and nothing was going on. I would just throw it on so it could be on. You know, watch the shit out of uh, Excalibur throughout my youth. That's number four. If I remember correctly, that's your favorite movie of all time. It's a fuck, yeah. So, yeah, so of course it's on this list. You're full of nostalgia, you fucking hypocritical dildo. Smack no, you in your cocksucker. Fucking good. <laughs> oh, my number four. I have Halloween H2O. 
holy shit. You know, I first seen it when I was in high school, and I thought Jimmy Lee Jerklin cutting off what we thought Michael Myers had was the coolest fucking thing ever. I was just like, yeah, that's how you end it. That's how you end the fucking movie. Yeah. What a fat little dildo I was. Jeez Louise, that movie is fucking of its time, especially because you got fucking old Josh Hartnett co-starring in it. If that doesn't say timely, I don't know what the fuck does, but jeez, fucking first Michael Myers movie to have a CG mask. Jesus Christ. Is that the one where he's hanging from the pole? In the fucking hallway. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. The kids are fucking gone and there's just a couple left at campus. Kind of like the holdovers. Holdovers, yeah. <laughs> LL Cool J's writing fuck books in his little booth. Classic. Jimmy Lee Jerklin's packing meat. Mm. Good stuff. Hot stuff. But yeah, that was uh that was a transsensual in the human tornado, Joe. Hmm. <laughs> in the commentary, they kept referring to her as a man. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked listening to that Joe. <laughs> As they were talking, they were just like, Oh yeah, this guy on set. He was coming up to me. He's like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to ask her out. I'm attracted to her. And then they they, they told him. <laughs> it dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think that they had breast implants back then. But I mean, those were, those were clearly breast implants because... Well, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Mm. At number three, Tom, I have The Naked Gun. Fuck. Watch this shit over and over again. Uh, would I still think it's funny now? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Probably because it stars George Kennedy. The great George Kennedy is in it as a, uh, I forgot his name in it. I think OJ Simpson is Nordberg. I don't remember Kennedy's name. Well, the other cop. Yeah. The other cop. <laughs> He's the other cop. <laughs> He's not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Fucking bitch name Leslie. <laughs> yeah, man. I think everybody liked fucking Naked Gun when they were younger and they're all just too scared to go back and watch it. Just like, nice. I just want to remember it for me thinking it was funny. All this corny bullshit. Who's on first? Huh? What? Yes, who's on first? It's all that kind of fucking bullshit. It's bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I got the fucking trilogy blu-ray somewhere around there but fuck no i would say i probably no i might still have it but knowing me i'd say i never want to take a chance in watching this shit again so i'm gonna get rid of it if i watch any of them it's gonna be the 
33 and a third that features our Texas Rose, Anna Nicole Smith. In her final insult. Mm. <laughs> Fucking hell. What are we on? Uh, three. Number three, I got a fucking movie that I kind of saw part of this past year. It was just like, nope, I'm going to walk the fuck out of here because this shit is really starting to suck dick. And that is Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought that shit was so fucking cool when it came out. I was like, oh, shit, Sig Haig's in it. He's from all those fucking old movies that I watched. God damn, this is fucking awesome. And fuck, ooh, watching back at it now. Oh, Like I said, uh, Captain Spaulding's stuff at the beginning holds up. That's still funny and cool. But after that, it just goes to fucking Dildoville. And I had to bounce, dog. Yeah, uh, but even that uh, first shit with him, even that stretches on too long. Uh, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is all right. This guy's kind of fun. And, eh, I didn't like it from the first time I saw it. But yeah, it's got a lot of fans. A lot, a lot of fans. Mm. The sequel... One of the worst and most disappointing movies I've ever seen. And people sucking fuck out of that movie to no end. Because it sucks. And as we learned earlier, when people say it sucks, they mean it sucks dick. At number two, Tom, I have... Talk radio. You ever seen this one? No, but I know about it, Joe. Little just, before my time. Just a guy in uh, doing his radio show, and it was a call-in radio show. You know, before like Howard Stern and all them were real big. And he's a shock jock, maybe. Now that term hadn't been invented, but I just thought it was cool as fuck. I thought the interaction. The people calling in was cool, and it's just like, man, this would be a good play. Hey, it was based on a play written by the guy who plays the main guy in it. And, uh, yeah, good shit. I haven't watched it again. I don't know if I'd like it, you know. But at that time, I dug the fuck out of it again and again and again. My number two is a movie that still fucking holds up and that I watched almost a year ago. And that is the Red Man and Method Man classic, How High. Used to watch this fucking every day after fucking high school and smoke shitty weed. It was some of the best days of my life, Joe. And it has your boy in it, Jeffrey Jones. You always say how much you like that guy. I've got his autograph. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, How High, still fucking awesome. Still rocking the deodorant they were promoting way back then. And number one, Tom. Number one. A movie that I watched again and again. And I will go revisit it. I gotta see, hey, does this hold up? 
Hollywood Shuffle. Ever seen it, Tom? Is that with Andrew Dice Clay? The Robert Townsend classic. No? Okay. Robert Townsend is an aspiring actor. And uh, throughout the course of the movie, there's little skits. You know, it's really a skit movie. And it's like all the shit that he's imagining, you know, Hollywood would be like. Or, you know, perceptions of Hollywood. And uh, it was fucking funny. It was uh, all the people that were doing that shit at the time, like Keenan Ivory Wayans and all them. Uh, they're in it. You know, that, that whole crew, David Allen Greer, all them. Uh, Monster? It's funny. Or it was funny. I don't know if it, and it had a message at the end, Tom. It had a fucking message. You know, be true to your school. I'll be true to your <laughs> Like you would to your girl. <laughs> Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, maybe I'll watch it next week. You know, for next week and see if if it, if it holds up, man. I watched the fuck out of this movie. I thought it was so damn funny. Number one, I got a movie that I still like that I'd still say is in my top ten, and that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. <laughs> fucking good stuff. <laughs> Jim Steenow fucking cracks me up. <laughs> Yeah, man, I always, except when I was like fucking eight years old and saw the first one, I always thought the first one was boring, but uh, part two's where it at, where it's at, good stuff, hot stuff, and uh, next week, Joe, I'm guessing you don't have one, we'll find out, <laughs> all right, <laughs> so head on over to dwnproductions.net, the newly facelifted, updated dwnproductions.net masks, bus props, custom work, fastcustomshirts.com, hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs, all reasonably priced, custom work. You need a custom shirt, he'll do it. Joe, I hope you have a great week, and I hope everybody out there has a great week. And until next time, boy God. Oh.